Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'm burn out. Hi guys, welcome back to the show. Hey y'all, howdy. This is actually weird that I didn't say hey y'all. I feel like that's what I say these days. And we actually have a country star among us today. It's a very known thing that in another lifetime, if I was talented in any way, shape or form, I would be doing everything in my power to be a country star. So in today's episode, we are living through my favorite country star, Carter Faith. I love her. I think we tell this in the episode of how she, I posted her music and she'd already DM me before and it was crazy. I love her. You guys have probably heard Joyride. I feel like everyone is, especially in the summer. I don't know. That song is actually perfect year round, but there's something about driving in like Texas in the summer, the afternoon, once you've been at the lake or at the pool all day and playing Joyride in the car. Okay. I'm telling you, unbelievable. But we have Carter Faith on the show today. She is, by all means, in my eyes, a full country star. I adore her. Her music is so good. If you're not a big country lover, don't worry. You're still going to love this episode. And also, you would actually really like her music because she's more of like a Casey Musgraves sort of vibe. Um, And she's just incredible. I love Greener Pasture. I, I mean, I literally love every single thing that she does. Like, she touches things and they turn to gold. She's incredibly talented. So we're talking about... Her college career, we're talking a little bit about mental health. We're talking about Nashville, the industry, music. Um, I think you guys are really going to enjoy. I loved having her on. Go stream all of her music. She's incredible. Follow her on Instagram. Tell her I sent you. Also, by the way, if you're listening to this and you live in Dallas, Texas, we have a pop-up next Saturday. So it's June 11th from 12 to 3. All the details are on Instagram um, at Genovo Active and Bishop Arts. We're doing a little sip and shop for the Breadwinning Housewife Collection. You guys can see it and shop it early. We're going to have cute drinks. You're going to make friends. It's going to be really fun. And then it'll be coming out soon after that. Very exciting. And then also, if you live in New York City, we have a live show on June 20th with special guest Marga Oshray. There might be a few others there as well, guys. Wink, wink. Um, I think it's going to be so much fun. I'm really excited. So if you live in Dallas or you live in New York, be sure to either get your tickets or RSVP to the Sip and Shop. Again, everything is on Instagram. I will have it in the show notes below. I love you guys so much. Um, and without further ado, let's welcome Carter onto the show. Okay, well, I'm here with country star Carter Faith. Country um, star, country star. <laughs> No, actually, truly, you, let's just get to the chase. Not to make this about me, but 
to make it about me. <laughs> you are living my dream right now. Well, you can live vicariously through me. And that's what I will be doing. You say that and you're going to be like, get this girl away from me. Literally. <laughs> I'm just living my Nashville TV dream. Oh my God. Like, I just want to be Raina James. I love Nashville. Like the show, the city and the show. It is my- The my, show more. The show um, Raina James. Like, oh my God. Oh my We can't really God. talk about it. I'll cry. No, actually, <laughs> that was a really, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but it was a really hard time yes, to be yeah. me. Yeah. My therapist hears about it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. So you, we actually met on Instagram. Yes. It's the funniest story. I was telling them this earlier. So I don't know how I found your music. I'm assuming Spotify, like randomly yeah, put it on a playlist or something. And I have been listening to it for a while. And then I like screenshotted the song, posted it to my story. And then I had so many responses. Did you know the girls you went to high school with love you so much, by the way? No. <laughs> I had so many DM replies about... Like, oh my God, I went to high school with her. She's so nice. You guys would get along so well, blah, blah, blah. And then I went to your profile because I was like, oh my God, I guess we have so much in common. All of your <laughs> high school follows me. Um, and then, which by the way, I've never had a DM from someone that who is went, so... went to high school. They love you. I wish I knew who it was. I wish I did too. I should have screenshot it. That would anyway, change my life. <laughs> it was like multiple different people though. That is so funny. They were really sweet. I mean, nice girls, I think. Love. Anyways, I went on your profile and then you had messaged me before and I was like, this yeah. is so crazy because I love your music. It was wild. So, well, I was even thinking earlier today, like I'm pretty sure like my age is like the first, I don't even know how to explain this, but I just, we grew up watching YouTube. Yeah. I watched like, I think like the first videos I watched were those makeup collection videos, uh -huh. literally every single product, yes. you know, like the Alex drawers from Ikea, all that oh shit. Oh my God. What so about like, it? I like have, it's just weird. Who all of you like watch on YouTube? Sarah Bell. Yeah. Our I'm, queen. I'm getting dinner with her tonight. Actually. Oh my God. Love that. Love our queen, Danielle. Mm -hmm. I'm like my best friends, Danielle, <laughs> Kenzie Brooke. <laughs> yes, I love Lauren. That. Yeah. Yeah. Literally no last names needed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm my like, best. You guys hopefully know if you listen to this podcast. I'm like, if not, I'm like not if doing not, a good job. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I love that. It's just such a small world. So I just feel like the world's kind of intersect now, especially yes. the TikTok. Like we're all using it for... Same purpose, I guess. I agree. Your TikTok is so funny. I saw that. Oh my God. I was, well, I, well, I made the TikTok yesterday. What is it called? I was created by. Was, oh, yes. Written. Written by. by. I saw that. I was like, yes, for yes. sure. I was Sally Parton. She was Casey Musgraves. I feel like it's accurate. I completely agree. <laughs> okay, so you've had a huge week. I obviously want to get into Nashville culture. I want to get into, you know, being a country star because obviously <laughs> I'm living vicariously through you, your journey. But before that, do you want to just share with the class the week that you've had? Because it has been unbelievable. I would love to. Yes. Class, I, so I've been putting out music for like two years now, but I, this week I'm Billboard Rookie of the Month, which is crazy. really crazy. Like Billboard, Billboard. <laughs> like that's the weird. Billboard. I, literally, yes, yeah. I'm like, is it going to be in the magazine? No. But <laughs> Am I getting the cover? Am I going to be printed? No. Um, but, and then I just announced that I signed my co-pub deal with Universal Yay, Nashville, congrats. which I'm really excited because I just love writing. It's like in my soul. So, and I have a job now. So that's. That's good. I mean, I guess that's nice, right? Like I, I needed, we all need money. So. Yeah. But I'm really job. excited. Yeah. I'm really like grateful. It's just weird like I came here I went to school for songwriting that was my major and so it's just like obviously what I wanted to do it's just really awesome 
how long have you known that you could write? Because I think there's a difference between like, oh, I like writing and then, you know, being you. Being able to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have like, I think like looking back, everything makes sense. Like I love to read so, so much. Like I was, same. my punishment was taking the book away before bed, you know, like it, it was so that is the kid I was. And then I grew up. I'm from North Carolina and my parents just love music. So I would just, I feel like I grew up in the backseat listening to the radio and like, what music were you listening to? Country. Yeah. I feel like it's all I knew there was, honestly. There was no other genre. Nothing else. It's like some kids who are really religious, like yes. only know like Christian music. <laughs> yes. And that's country. Yeah, yeah, country was my Jesus, I guess. Grandpa would drive me to school, actually like preschool and like, I guess that's my first memory is we'd get there. He'd let me climb in front and pick out cassettes to play. So that's, that's so why sweet. I love old music because I just grew up on it a little. But I guess I didn't start writing till 16. So I honestly, it's so cringe. Like every time I say this, I'm pissed off because I don't want to give anyone any satisfaction. Yeah. But I was so heartbroken about this stupid idiot and... I couldn't, nothing was making me feel better. I was like pretty much beside myself, which is really upsetting because I was 16. And yeah. Hey, we've all been there. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> I actually think my high school breakups were like more painful. And, yeah. You know? And like, it's weird because I guess because it's like the first time and you're feeling it all so hard. But I'm also like, you didn't fully go through puberty. How am I that heartbroken about yes. you? I so. remember thinking like no one told me it was going to hurt this bad no. though. I, I would say that to friends and I we had a friend who had gone through a yeah. big breakup before and I we were all kind of like you know judging her a little bit because <laughs> I'm like you're being a little bit dramatic like calm down. Calm down. And I remember like clockwork the next <laughs> year and a half when all most of these girls I'm are coming to visit yeah. me this weekend like where to visit me as if I yeah. live in Nashville <laughs> are coming to me for girls you get in Nashville. But I just remember like clockwork for the next year and a half all of us getting our hearts broken and then going back to that first friend and being like, hey, by the way, I'm really sorry. I am because so sorry. That was actually really bad. It's painful. It, it feels so stupid painful. to say when you're like 16, but at the time it is awful. Yes. And honestly, it shapes your whole idea of love. Yeah. Which is really depressing. Yeah, it is. I'm like, I don't deserve love. Anyway, <laughs> tangent. But I guess I just, I just had to write a freaking song and that was the first time I ever wrote, so... Thank you to this stupid idiot, but also I don't want to give you that. <laughs> it's not like they get the credit. Like it's no. your credit. Like congrats, you wrote, you slammed my heart into the mm -hmm. ground so hard. But like, look at you now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. Like, do you think that this person sees that and is like, oh, like I, I kind of like I, have a part to play in that? I think so. Yeah. He can... <laughs> whatever yeah not a fan <laughs> yeah not, not a fan. our friends see ya see ya mm -hmm. we're over that one forgive and forget <laughs> all right y'all it is june which means it is pride month which is obviously incredibly important you can join macy's this pride month as they celebrate love acceptance individuality and inclusion as a Trevor Project's national pride partner for the fourth year, they've raised over $3.4 million to help more than 53,000 LGBTQ young people in crisis, which is obviously amazing. So you can help them continue their impact by rounding up your purchase in-store or donating online this month to support suicide prevention services for LGBTQ youth. You can also shop LGBTQ-owned brands and pride merch from brands like Levi's, 
Calvin Klein, Coach, and more at Macy's.com slash purpose. Again, that is Macy's.com slash purpose. You're able to help them continue their impact by rounding up purchases in store or donating online this month to support suicide prevention services for LGBTQ youth. Again, that is Macy's.com slash purpose. Few things are more comforting than getting advice from your best friend while you ride shotgun in their car. If you need more of that in your life, check out Late Night Drive with me, Ellie Schnitt. Every Tuesday, I talk you through it all. Friend breakups, relationship issues, workplace dramas and tough bosses, mental health, and everything in between. You'll feel like you're driving around town with your best friend and waving goodbye to your troubles in the rearview mirror. Check out Late Night Drive on your next car ride wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, so I feel like a lot of artists don't choose to go to college. Mm -hmm. And you went to college for songwriting. Yeah. So, uh, like, what was your thought process behind that? Because I feel like a lot of, I mean, I don't really even know any people who went to college for music. Yeah. So, I'm a Gemini. Mm -hmm. I very deeply feel that in my soul. (laughs) But I I say that because half of me is this artist. I want to just, you know, come and write songs and perform and travel. But I was so terrified to do that honestly like my education is really big in my family too so I wanted to go to school like honestly security blanket a little bit like nothing holding you back yeah and I think like a lot of artists say if you have a plan b you don't want this enough and I'm like okay (laughs) like (laughs) I mean good for you but like I and I don't think everyone needs to go to college at all literally at all I don't know I mean it gave me some things but for sure not at all but I I'm just proud of myself that I did it. So I know like it meant a lot to my parents. And um, so that's really why just because I'm always on two sides of every coin. I feel like I'm always like, let's freaking do this. And then I'm like, but I I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. So well, it's crazy because you're already a college grad. Yes. And now you're a Billboard's Rookie of the Month. So and crazy. Now, I mean, it's really wild. You've achieved a lot already. Thank you. It's I've really crazy. Worked hard for sure. So I want to talk about you performing. Like, when did that start? Was that something when you came to Nashville or did you do that growing up? I performed a little bit at home. There's this one little bar in my hometown and they would have open mic nights. And so my parents would make me do them because like, I just, I don't know if this is a trend with other people, but they knew before I did that I loved it even. So I would be forced to play these shows and no one would come except for my family. I just, I did fall in love with it. You know, like I'd play four hour cover shows cause I couldn't write yet. And I was so shit at guitar and all that, but it's just like, you're just in your own little world a little bit. And I'm sure you feel that with certain things. And I have so much going on in my head at all times. So like just getting to sing, you know, and just be on stage is really special to me. So I fell in love with that first. I mean, I didn't write until a couple years later. Now writing is like why I'm here. You know, I, I, I have to do it. I will do it no matter what. So, but performing is definitely a close second. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like people, I feel like that's very common. Like you love one or the other. I feel like I hear that a lot. I think so. A little bit more. There's some people. You have a favorite child. Yes. 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 And every parent who says they don't is lying. I would know I'm a favorite child. Yeah, <laughs> I would know. <laughs> but literally, like, there's some artists here, like, I don't know, Lainey Wilson. She is the craziest person on stage. You can tell, like, she's an amazing writer as well. But on stage, she's just like, 
it's her stage. Like born to perform. Born to perform. I was not. Passion for fashion. <laughs> I was not born to perform, but I do love it. So when you go up on stage, are mm-hmm. you still terrified every time? Or are you <laughs> yeah. like, okay. I was just wondering. Oh my God. So like, what do you do when you're really nervous? <laughs> I don't even, I haven't gotten a routine yet, honestly, which I think will help one day a little bit. Like, Love a night routine, love all that stuff. But my on-show routine is a little different because, you know, sometimes I'm playing with a band, sometimes I'm not. I think the only thing that has worked is, like, just forgetting about it for, like, a couple hours. Like, I can't be practicing backstage. I have to just go on and do it a little. And then sometimes, like, wine, obviously. I was like, if it's me, I'm taking a shot of tequila. Yeah. And I know that's probably not a good answer. I Yeah. The only thing about me is I'm so like on edge I know I can't black out like yeah. I, I no, won't one but yeah like I wish I could drink and it would just be yeah yeah <laughs> no I for sure like I would be again not to make it about yes. me but like here I am <laughs> living vicariously yeah. through you <laughs> I would for sure be like you know I think a shot of like Costa goes. I, I don't see a way around it I, really I don't for myself. there's not really I was trying not to say it but it's like <laughs> I mean that I was first avoiding sip. it for sure <laughs> yeah. but yes. you have to kind of levitate a little yes in a way okay so you have such a unique college experience yes you're living in Nashville uh-huh. you're becoming a country star what was that like was it kind of weird and obviously impossible to balance I can't even imagine your day-to-day Yeah, I, well, you get it with like the weird college thing. So I went to a school that wasn't fully music. It's also like really Christian. So Mm -hmm. a little weird intersection there because I was like one of few country artists there, I would say. So it's just two sides merging in a very interesting way. I think the smartest thing I ever did was not, this is terrible to say, but I think the smartest thing I ever did was not like, like it was my part-time job basically going to school and I know that for some people it has to be the other way like and it should but for me that's where I why I am where I am because I was gonna miss class if I had a amazing right you know like well obviously that makes obviously sense. like yeah. you can't you gotta think long term you have to think long term mm-hmm. and I'm I went I went to school for songwriting if yeah. I'm gonna have a cool right I have to miss a class and so My college experience was, I got out of it what I put into it, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think like, I met met some of my best friends there. I met my boyfriend there, but I'm ready for the next chapter. No, I feel that. It was a short, yeah, it was just a... It's tough, especially, yeah, like more unique college experiences. I think they're just... Yeah. Always... I'm not one of those people who was like, college are the best years of my life. No. At all. No. I'm now in Dallas with like all of my like friends, normal friends by that. I mean, like they don't put their lives on the internet. Therefore, they're normal. And they talk about their college days. I'm like, that was just not my experience. Literally. But also, to be fair, I was very similar in that like my career came before school did. Totally. And like, I'll go home to my friends from home and like my best friend Sophie's in a sorority and she'll be like, I have a date night. I'm like, with who? Like, congrats. <laughs> like, who is it? And she's like, no, like, you know, sorority date night. I'm it's like, like a, it's like a dance. What, <laughs> what like, is that? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, it, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Honestly, I don't think the football game tailgate life was for me. I got it out of my system. Yeah. No, in I, high school. I feel that completely. Yes. All right, guys, let's talk jewelry. I am recently obsessed with Golden. I guess actually not 
super recently. It's been a few months. I am constantly wearing their jewelry. Whether you are just starting your fine jewelry collection or looking to invest in that one special style, their heirloom collection makes finding the perfect piece of 14 karat solid gold easier than ever. You can find curated pieces from personalized heirlooms and everyday classics that will last a lifetime or three. Right now, what I'm obsessed with on the site, it is their dainty serif initial necklace. I love customized jewelry. Like it, it just does something to me. It also makes me feel really put together. I think it's really cute to give it to yourself as a gift or to give it to literally anyone in your life. I love it. Their mission is to make it by hand, make it personal, make a difference, creating connections and giving back through every purchase. With their jewelry, they have modern personalization options that allow you to create a piece that tells your stories and there's a million ways to make it yours. Like I said, I like the dainty serif initial necklace and the price is incredible on what you're getting. Jewelry can just get so expensive and Golden is like the perfect place to shop, okay? Each piece is handmade just for you. You can choose your metal, size, and personal inscriptions to be hand-stamped by their makers. Every piece also comes with a letterpress gift-ready packaging, a handwritten note, and a jewelry care kit. When you get this in the mail, you feel so luxurious. Like, it's very, it's very bougie almost. And the craziest thing about this is they offer a happiness guarantee on all of their pieces, even personalized. I don't think I've ever seen a personalized offer any sort of guarantee. It is incredible. So you guys can use code ILYSM at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. I really recommend their dainty serif initial necklace. So cute. So visit golden, that's G-L-D-N.com to find the perfect piece and make it yours. Again, use code ILYSM at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. Okay, so you're in school. How are you making these connections and then performing? Like when you get to Nashville, career-wise, what did you do? I owe it all to my parents, really. My um, parents both have the life that they have because of them and only them. So sweet. Shout out. <laughs> Love them. But yeah, they they worked their asses off and they were super supportive. Honestly, I'm really lucky, but they didn't know the music business as, I mean, I didn't either. So they were like, you get there and you have to, like, we're going to let you go to school for songwriting basically, <laughs> but you better work your ass off and figure out some ways. So honestly, I just DM'd people. Like I would look at the back of records and on Google, I guess, and find who wrote certain songs. And I would DM them like maybe 10 people a day at least. Um, And I would email venues and find out which shows were like prestigious, I guess, and that were like a rite of passage almost. And I would email them and email them and email them. You know, at first, obviously they don't answer, but then they will. I think for me, what it taught me is that these people want to work with the next wave of people. And they, a lot of, most people are nice. Most people want to help up and coming people and at least see what they're about. And so like, I I was really scared to do all that, but because I'm not the person that goes out and networks in person. Yeah, well, that, okay, I just recorded with Jason Tardick on his new book right before you were talking about networking. Uh And he has a whole chapter on it. And I, it's like, it's very odd because I feel like networking feels so weird and I am like one of the most outgoing people you'll ever meet I can talk to anyone but I in the same vein like I cannot fake anything for a career gain or anything that's not like at the core of who I am I it's just authentic has to be authentic to the point where I'm like Kenzie shut the fuck up be a little more fake like it really would help you yes but 
I think that social media has been so helpful because you can network and meet all these people and make these connections a lot faster, a lot more efficient. They see you immediately. They can click a song. Like, I think that's an incredible way. I agree. That's why I love social media because I'm like, I'm really bad at matching energy. (laughs) If someone's like, at a hundred, I'm and I'm not. I'm just not. Yeah. I can't match you, and I need to work on that. But I can't. And I don't so think you, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Yeah, I. But some people are really fucking good at it and can go and talk to like ten people, get emails at a bar, and I'm like, it's just never going to be me. But instead of dwelling on it, I guess I was like, well, that's why social media is here. You found a better way for you. For for me, yeah, and I think it worked. Like my second year. I was writing with, like, Liz Rose, who wrote all of Taylor Swift stuff. And, like, these people that wanted to write with new people. I mean, why wouldn't they? So, and then, obviously, writing with people in my classes and, like, discovering my style. I still write by myself as well. But I think just learning how to handle, like, all sorts of personalities. Because if you're a songwriter, you're going to work with a lot of personalities. Yeah, that would be tough. It's very interesting. (laughs) <laughs> Who was your first big yes? Like a time that you look back and you're like, that was like a kind of monumental thing for me. Definitely Liz Rose. She wrote All Too Well. That's so crazy. So like, that crazy. Is actually insane. Literally. I think she's probably the first songwriter I knew who she was. Like, I don't know what other people think, but I grew up listening to music. I don't know exactly when, but I definitely didn't realize like there were people who wrote the songs, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So she was the first person I was like, oh, Liz Rose wrote all too well. Liz Rose wrote You Belong With Me. Like That is just insane. insane. Um, so when you meet her, are you like, hi? Like, literally terrified. Yeah, I literally. didn't sleep. And um, <laughs> yeah, like I would, I would just, I mean, I don't know. Like I'm even flustered talking about it. I know her super well now, but it's like she has Grammys in her home. I mean, it's crazy. insane. But I think it made me realize that she's just a normal person who loves to write songs and create art. And she got really lucky because she's extremely talented. But why would she stop, you know, like writing with younger girls and people? So I think like that was my big yes. And then it also kind of shaped the way I viewed collaboration and the people in this town that I, to me, Nashville's a huge city. I'm not from anywhere like this. So It's really terrifying. Yeah. But I have friends from like New York and they're like, this is like podunk, you know? (laughs) No, but Nashville is a huge city in the way of like reach and impact still. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Obviously, it's the home of country. It's it's massive. So true. So true. And then when you're in it, like people say it's like the biggest small town ever. Everyone knows everyone. It actually is because in the past 36 hours that Uh I've spent here, Every person that I've talked to has known every other person that I know here that are in totally separate worlds. It is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Absolutely crazy. It's wild. It's I think it's just because everyone's like network. Ne- we have to meet everyone. Mm-hmm. So like in social that's media, probably why sure. social media. Yeah, totally. Let's talk about Nashville. Okay. The culture here. <laughs> Let's do what it. What is it like? How do you feel living here? What are your thoughts, pros and cons? Yeah, I do love it here. I'm from North Carolina, as I said, like a small town, Charlotte area. So kind of like, I think probably similar to you, like no one bullshits. Yeah. You hear it's small town in the way where you hear everything, you know, everything and about everyone. And 
here is a little different because people can be really fake and I think that's like such a buzzword. I hate saying that, but it's like, what do you mean? You know, like you want to meet with me? Why? Mm-hmm. And I'm used to that. I want, I like, let's be blunt, you know, let's talk about what we want to do instead of 10 meetings. And I, things get done really slow around here too. Just your rocks, basically. <laughs> yes. And so I think that can be hard with a creative business. I don't know if the influencer space is similar, but it's like, it's a business, but it's also directly connected to yes. who you are as a person. Yeah, exactly. So I think everyone's a little scared to hurt people's feelings and it's, I mean, it's opinion based. So it's a little hard to navigate in that way because what I think is good might not be what someone else thinks is good, but I have to take that all with a grain of salt and then move on to the next person. And so it's like, it's just an interesting convoluted business, I would say. And I, I think Nashville's unique probably from LA or New York because there's so much community yes, and everyone writes with each other and knows each other. So then it gets even more complicated. Like it's a good thing, but it's also a complicated thing. I feel like everyone's like dated everyone here. Yes. Like there's a lot of, yes. what's the word I'm looking for? I, you know, I just think even just the stories I heard in the past, uh, yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Like it's, it is really. <laughs> it's like, congrats, you graduated from high school. Now you're in high school again. Exactly. <laughs> That's, yes. I love Nashville though. Even from the time I spent here, obviously like I just, I, this is the only other city I would live in. Like yeah, if I, I were to leave that. Texas, I would be in Nashville. Yeah. Yes. And I love it here. Like mm-hmm. I hopefully have to live here, um, <laughs> but I love it so much. Like well, with your new job. You my know, new job, your yes. New job. My, you have to. I have to, yes. <laughs> what has been your coolest experience living in Nashville? I got to play the Ryman. That is insane. Insane. Um, there's this thing called Whiskey Jam, which is one of those shows that everyone plays. And yeah, I got, there was a 10-year anniversary show. And because everyone has played it, like Chris Young was there, Randy Travis, wow. Jimmy Allen, like everyone. And I got, I didn't like, meet any of them. Everyone? I was Flat on the wall for sure, but I (laughs) I played it and it was really, really cool. I think just like getting to be a part to the like ever growing history of country music is really important to me Um, and adding like a new take on it, I think is just really cool. And then getting to see like celebrities. I will die a fangirl. Yes. I do not care what people say. That's the best attitude to have, by the way. (laughs) I will. I literally like I'll be writing at Universal and someone crazy huge will walk in and I'm like, I'm there writing. It's that is where I'm signed, but I'm still like, oh my god, no way, <laughs> no You're here way. too. <laughs> like, fun. I'm also yeah. It's, yeah. But, like, oh my god, you don't know me, but I know. Yes, you. I'm like hello. Yeah, JK. I'm like, oh my god, crying. No, that is actually crazy. <laughs> they probably have also all heard like joyride and stuff too. Like, do you think about? I don't that? know. I oh really my god. think that it's kind of impossible to have not heard it at this point. I would hope. I think that is a good mindset to have. Or like <laughs> the spirit I'm living someone in. Someone sent me Tinks's story I and saw she you was that. listening to like it wasn't even about that, but she was just listening to Joyride. I was like, oh my God. Okay. Passing away. It's so <laughs> wild. I would like to introduce y'all to a clean skincare brand called Fleur and Bee. Their line of 100% vegan and cruelty-free skincare products are packed with nourishing, effective botanicals, and you won't find any nasty ingredients like parabens, sulfates, or artificial fragrances in any of their products. Florian B encourages you to take a moment every day to treat yourself with the best nature has to offer. 
Their products are carefully formulated to give you healthier, happier skin so you can look and feel your best. Fleur B is also conscious of the environment and all their products are made using renewable wind energy and 100% post-consumer waste packaging boxes. Another reason I love them is that they give back 1% of every sale to a charity called Days for Girls, which provides menstrual care and education to girls in need. So they are the full package. With Fleur B, you get ethically made clean skincare that won't break the bank and all of their products are affordably priced at under $40. To check out their product line, just head to fleurandbee.com F-L-E-U-R-A-N-D-B-E-E.com to sweeten the deal. You can use code I love you and get 20% off. Just head over to florinb.com. Again, that's F-L-E-U-R-A-N-D-B-E-E.com to place your order now. And if you happen to live near Rite Aid, you can pick up Florin B products there as well. I recommend starting off with the starter set. It is a three-step skincare routine that is only $50. It's insane. It comes with a cleanser, moisturizer, and eye cream, everything you need for glowing and hydrated skin. All right, guys, let's get back to the show. So you wanting to be a part of like country music history probably explains steep. And also, by the way, I'm like the biggest Casey Musgraves fan yes. that there ever has been. Yes. I've gone to every single show she's Same. ever had. Oh my like, God. The Star Cross tour was oh so God, was good. So good. I know we talked about it. It okay. was just so good. So <sighs> that probably explains why you love obviously Casey. Because totally. I feel like Casey has brought so much to country music. She's totally. incredibly open. I mean, you look at Mary go around and yes. like, I mean, it's just very yeah. also like, I think country has like a, a stigma of being less accepting in certain ways, whether it be like the color of your skin or your sexual orientation or whatever it is. So that makes a lot of sense that you love Casey so much. Who are some other artists that you really like look to or love or admire in the space or just like friends of yours maybe that you think are like really cool? Yeah, I love Brothers Osborne. I think they're killing it. Love them. Mickey Guyton. She's like totally forging her own path. And Brittany Spencer also played with Brothers Osborne at the ACMs yeah, and I love freaking her. killed it. She's amazing. I'm loving Marin. I, I feel like Marin Morris, my first name <laughs> basis issue again. <laughs> I just love, I'm loving like watching her kind of come into her own. She's like a married woman with a kid. And I feel like she's like saying what she wants to say now, which is really cool to watch. Not that she didn't, but it's just different vibe. And I love that. Yeah, I, I love like Caitlin Butts and Flatland Cavalry. So I love that type of music. Like I love Texas Country. And love, Texas um, country, love it. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I guess it's the people who sound different than everyone else that I really love and that I hope people feel the same way about me when they hear me. No, definitely. I hope so. Cause what, what's the point? Yeah. Otherwise. <laughs> no, I totally get it. Who has been the craziest person that you've met? So I wrote with Charles Kelly from Lady A. Wild. And that was really crazy. He's, he looks the exact same in person. And like we'll be writing and he's like in the corner, like pretending like he's on stage, <laughs> like the exact way he would sing it on stage. And I, that was so, so cool. Yeah, I think it's just people like that. I'm like, it is so crazy. Like we're in the same town doing the same thing. Like obviously yeah, not, but like kind of. No, you are. Like, like that we're writing crazy. together. It's so weird. So it's also cool because I feel like you have a really cool like 
almost like spirit or attitude about it to where you're, you. you're not like discrediting yourself because obviously you're in the same rooms as these people. Yeah. And like you've earned that right. And you, I mean, you have a job now. I think I have a job. I have a job. that allows you <laughs> to be doing that. I have a career. Oh, no, I'm an employee. <laughs> exactly. No, but it's cool because you're very humble about it, but not in a way where you're like, you still realize how cool it is, but you're not discrediting yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do you Thank struggle you. with imposter syndrome? Oh my God, yeah. I obviously think everyone does, but it doesn't come across that way. Thank you. I think the only thing that has helped me or the main thing that has helped me, my friend Ashley Ray said this, who is going to have a really amazing record come out. She's like, why else were you put on this earth but to be exactly who you are? And so I think that has really... I'm really spiritual. And so like that has really stuck with me because is that not the truth? Like we're inspired by people. That's the point of art to get inspired and to feel connected. But that's only so you can like reach a deeper part of yourself and find what you're trying to say at your core. I don't I don't think it's for any other reason besides trying to find what you're trying to say, because I have the talent to be able to write and sing. But there's hundreds of people that are going to feel the exact same way that I'm feeling and need to hear my voice. Like, I think that's what helps me with imposter syndrome is people need to hear my, what I have to say. And as gross as that feels well, saying no, it out loud, it's that true. Is really healthy though. And inc- like very cool to be able to say that though. Yeah. I'm like, ew, but no, it but is true. It is true. So everyone needs to hear what you have to say. Everyone. And I just think like, who am I to keep that in? I guess like, I am doing them a disservice by yeah. it in. Yeah. It's the same with like self-promotion. I'm like, I'm doing myself and the world a disservice yes. by not like being proud of what I who I am and what I have created. And then you would just be making yourself smaller and yes. putting yourself in a box, which also if you think about it, if you have like young girls looking up to you, that's the opposite of what you tell them to do. Totally. So it's so interesting when you're yes. in that position and then all of a sudden you like feel stupid for being able to say, you know, and it's like, you shouldn't. And also it's against what you're preaching, but it's harder to practice. Oh my God, yes. And it's like, I'm sure you feel this way again, being on the internet, like I get DMs. You have to balance it and only, sh- and still come with your best foot forward. And I don't think that's like an inauthentic foot forward. I think it's just like, Honestly, I'm like getting therapy from being on social media a little oh, bit. Do you mean like hateful DMs? Yes. Oh my or god. Or just yeah. like, you know, people not liking your stuff or just I don't know, just negative. Negative. Yeah. And I'm I could take it and it really sucks, but I have to I think it's just like helpful to have those honestly and to keep like going and still remembering that because that person didn't want to hear what I have to say, it doesn't mean no one else does. Would you identify as a people pleaser? A little bit. I think my friends would describe me as like, no bullshit. Like, I don't really care what you think, but like deep down for sure. Again, I think it's like the Gemini thing or like, I mean, we're all a little complex, more complex than we come off. I think that's what I hope to like show is that I think like my vibe is maybe like free spirited and like stuff like that. But I struggle with mental (laughs) I'm like on a lot of medication yeah like to be a normal every day to leave my house and so you can be both I okay I would say I'm not a people pleaser but every time someone's like well not everyone's gonna like you I'm like 
Yeah, they will. But what do you mean about What do you mean? Yeah. That was so mean of you to that say to so me. That was so weird that you think that because it's totally not true. Maybe for you. Yeah. yeah but- <laughs> Sorry, you're going to like you, Karen, but they're going to like me. Yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I talk all the time, though, about both and on this podcast. I mean, that's yes. the whole point of breadwinning housewives, yes, right? Yes, so for sure. It's interesting because I felt like for so long, I talked so often about how my 23rd year was just hell, but it was a lot of me rewiring and resetting what I really wanted. I felt like I was on track for a life that I didn't actually want. And it was really difficult because I would have always said beforehand that I had a very strong head on my shoulders. I knew myself very well and I knew where I was going. And I remember when I was like, okay, I need to change everything about my life. I'm like really fucking miserable. And I was talking to my therapist and she was like, that doesn't mean, like doesn't discredit every single thing about you. You can be all those things and also want to make a change. And you can be confident and also have insecure days and you can be like headstrong and also not like there it's we're just complex like you no one is 100% of anything 100% of yes and that is why I feel like sometimes like TikTok or I love the um, destigmatization of mental health and all that stuff but sometimes you don't need to identify with anything yes and sometimes like the Enneagram great all that stuff but like I guess we're just at our most core, we are craving to be I connect. So we want to identify as one thing. It's not true. It's really interesting what our generation is so obsessed with identity yes. and finding. And I don't mean like I didn't mean like sexual orientation identity. I mean like identity finding identity in anything outside of yourself. Yes. And so it's interesting. Like you have to. Maybe it's we're searching for belonging and acceptance. I think so. And therefore it we find, we think we're going to find it in a certain identity. But the problem with that is that you think you can only be like, if you, again, it's, it's literally rubbing housewife. It's like, you can be someone who like literally is going to, is an astronaut, but also like, like a YA novel, like something like that's a stupid example, but But it's not because it's so true. Like you can be a lot of different things. You don't have to be, you don't have to put yourself in a box. essentially. Yes. Yes. Even if it's a big box. You yes. still don't have to be there. You don't is have what to be I there. think. And I I guess I'm like kind of coming to terms with I could possibly wake up every single day and be a different person and I have to be okay with that. And like knowing who you are, I think gets a little confusing because I know who I am, but I don't I don't know if I could like write it down on a piece of paper. And I think that's okay. And also you don't know who you're gonna be next week. No. Especially in your twenties. You're changing oh my God. so much. Yes. But I am just it's interesting because I I naturally, I think it for myself, I see things or I used to see things very black and white. So I was in therapy for this, but I don't see the world that way at all. And I don't see anyone else that way at all. And it was the way I would treat myself or the things I would expect to myself. It was unbelievable, but I would never... I mean, my friends do something. I make excuses for them left and right. Oh, I'm like, you cheat. Uh, yes. I shouldn't even say that. But listen, like, you know what I'm saying? He deserves, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I hated him anyway. Like, but it's crazy how much grace we'll offer to other people and not yes. ourselves. And I think that that's probably tied to, I mean, it was for me when I was like, I know who I am though. And yeah. I had a really hard time reckoning with the fact of like, I know who I am, but I also don't really... I don't know who I am right now. Like, I'm very confused and I'm changing that. But also, I think having the awareness to know that about yourself is also knowing who you are. So it's actually kind of really confusing. I know. It's, I think knowing who you are is the most confusing thing. And because it's ever changing and you're never actually going to know who you are, that makes me literally break out in hives. Mm -hmm. But I have to just let it be. I think knowing who you are, too, in a weird way is like, 
knowing that you don't know who you are yeah. at all times and that you're constantly going to evolve. Yes. Because if I was who I am, that's the, I, I mean, I love my job. I love my career. I love the community, but I love so much about it. The one thing that I've really struggled with or that's really bothered me is people holding me to who I was at 16, 18, 21, my college days, like certain things. I'm like, I'm a different person. I'm at the core. I've always been me. I'm the same that I, I am the exact same that I was in like young days. Like people were like, you really aren't different. It's just obviously it's weird because it's like you're completely different, but you're the same. The core of who you are, I think, stays the same often. I think so. But it is annoying, I think, being online and then like having just platforms in general, people trying to hold you to that. And then I think everyone can relate to that because people in real life do that all the time. Totally. And then I think what I have to remember is, but they're only seeing what I'm putting, allowing them to see. Very true. So I can't be like, oh, have I changed? I'm, yeah, I only allowed them to see this part. Maybe I'm allowing them to see this part now. And that's on me. And I have to like be okay with that. Mm -hmm. I think like, I mean, I love to gossip about people, so I get why people like to gossip about me. Yeah. <laughs> Demois, I, no. spend a lot of time oh on God. there, so I get not it. not skinny, but not fat. No. Oh, my God, I will send her your profile. Okay. You, you will, like, love her. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's so good. Love it. Okay, you mentioned being spiritual. Yeah. What does that mean to you? So I grew up Christian, but I think what was hard for me is that I grew up black and white, too. Like, I... Yes, yeah. I... It's God or it's the devil. <laughs> yeah, no. And that's Literal terrifying. Yeah. Literal extremes. And that was terrifying to me. And I started finding myself wondering about what happens in the middle. And so, and to other people, you know, like what about the person who's never heard the word God in his life? So that was really honestly scary to me. And I, it made me like hate God for a second, hate church, all that stuff. But, and I don't go to church, full disclosure. I don't. Me neither. I am not your organized religion girl. Yeah. Um, I think like whatever's out there, I call it God, but I think he loves us all. He made us who we are. I think he made gay people gay. I think he made straight people straight. I think I agree. we're all just who we are. And if you care so much about someone else, I think you should think about yourself. Or like get a life. But really, <laughs> you know, read a book. Like No, like I can give you a list of things that you should do. Yeah, yeah go on a walk. Like take a open TikTok. Knitting. Yeah. Yes. I don't know, but yeah, I'm literally if we're Listen to a podcast. Yes. Yeah. At least my God doesn't care. And yeah. if maybe you have a different God. Yeah, and maybe we're going different places. And you know I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, yeah. honestly, because I don't want to be where you are. <laughs> yes. I think for me, just in like faith and spirituality and stuff, and like I have taken a major, yes. major step back. And I just always have even when I have been in it, I didn't grow up in the church. I obviously like I've been in and out of it throughout my life. I didn't grow up in it, ironically growing up in Texas. I also didn't grow up with my friends outside of friends that I would knew from church. Like they were not super Christian. My friends in Texas, none of them are even Christians. Like it's I have a very backwards way of living. Then I go to LA and I go to church. So it was like very that weird. Is so I will funny. always surprise you. That yes. is the one thing about me. <laughs> but I think there's beautiful things about it. Obviously, there's pros. There's a lot of cons. And I I think it was hard for me when we're talking about black and white. Like, I don't agree with you on a lot of things. Not you personally, yeah. like the church. <laughs> and it's like, it was really hard to navigate of like, okay, but then I feel like I don't belong here. And it was just, I don't know. It's interesting, but I do think I like bring it up because it's obviously so many people listening to this podcast all about your 20s. And it's a very hot topic. And a lot of people have grown up in whatever organ like whatever it could be mormonism it could be yes. whatever yeah. religion it is 
And in their 20s, I think a lot of the time, people leave and come back too. But give yourself the freedom to do that. Like, I was holding myself in a box and I was like, I don't, like, this stuff is, was driving me up a wall. But I felt like I couldn't be honest. And finally, when I let myself breathe, when I thought it was going to be so scary and everyone was going to be so mad at me and whatever. And like, sure, I'm sure those people are mad. Yeah. I mean, they're mad listening to this. I know, I know actually, Hi. for a fact. I'm like, more don't <laughs> listen to you. Um, no, but I think it's it's the healthiest thing I ever did was give myself space again to change my mind. Yeah. Which is good for you. And discover who you are or what you think, not who you are. We don't know who we are, but yeah. what you think. Because I did the same. I came here. Everyone goes to church here. And yeah. I went to a couple. They'd say one thing and I was like, no, I don't agree. And maybe that's unhealthy, but I had to realize that that was how I was feeling and just be like, okay, well then I'll find my own version of spirituality yeah, maybe like one day when I have kids, I don't know if I'd want to go back to church, but I'm good for now. Yeah, me too. And he or whatever she, they hears me. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm a good person and I will, I can stand by that. And uh, that's all I need to know for at the moment. Yeah. And it's just a personal, like, obviously it's a journey. Like I always say that I normally don't even talk about this stuff at all. I know. I'm like, no, it's good because it's, it's one of those I, things where it's like, people, I'm giving myself freedom yes. to change my mind. And I know that I'll feel differently in five years. I don't know yes. how I'll feel, but yes. I know myself enough to know yeah. that I will feel differently in five years. Yes. You know? And I know it's such a thing. I'm pretty sure everyone struggles with spirituality because yes. it's the most, no one knows. And then I think that freaked me out. And then also I have to like, it's just this whole long thing. Cause then I'm like, oh, Christianity is terrible, but it's not, I mean, every religion has pros and cons. So it can't be like that either. It's just, I found my own path and right now I'm vibing in it, but I just, yeah, it's convoluted for sure. It's just, everything's complex too. Like you were saying, I think there's good and bad to probably everything besides, I mean, like the extreme extreme, but like generally speaking, I think there's probably good and bad, but I just think especially like in your 20s, it's I'm not telling everyone to leave everything they've ever believed. If it works for you, it works for you. I just think that it needs to be talked about more and you need to give yourself the freedom to do so because speaking for myself, I it took me a bit to give myself the freedom to do so. And I'm the first person who's going to do whatever I want. I had a YouTube channel when I was 16. Like I'm going to do whatever I want to do. So for me, like I can't even imagine how scary it would be for someone who maybe isn't as like, strong and like I just am gonna do whatever yeah. I want good or bad yes you know yeah and like a lot of it's bad to be clear yeah to be clear you know? <laughs> okay so uh thank you for coming on oh I could talk gosh. to you for like 17 yes. hours so I'll, so fun I'll be having you back don't worry <laughs> where can they find you and your music my name is Carter Faith so pretty much everything is just Carter Faith I think on Instagram it's Carter Faith official cringe <laughs> <laughs> no not cringe not cringe not cringe um but yeah my music's on everything and yeah amazing thank you thank you all right y'all I hope you enjoyed this episode of me living out my country star dreams um you know it's as close as it's going to get is honestly this podcast I go to the studio to record and I am available on Spotify. And I think that's as close. And I do talk to country stars now. So I think that's about as close as I'm going to get. Maybe I would love to host the CMAs. Maybe that's as close as I'm going to get. I don't know. I'm like really weaseling my way through here, you know? Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I love you guys so much. And I will talk to you next Thursday. <laughs>